Blog Talk Radio. From Chicago, it's the show where everyone comes to chat. It's the 411 Lounge on Blog Talk Radio. And now, here's your host, LeVar Evans. What's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? And good evening, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the 411 Lounge. LeVarvin's here with you. So glad that you can tune in and join us from wherever you're at tonight. Of course, you can not only catch us here on Blog Talk Radio, but you can catch all shows across the Apple Podcast app or on iHeartRadio. And, of course, any other podcast service near you. Uh, My guest tonight, um, I'd like to say, is one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram. Uh, She is an actress, model, writer. Uh, Those are just a few of the titles that uh, she carries. Uh, She's open and honest and real about her life. And one of the things is that uh, why I wanted to have her on the program tonight uh, is because of her openness and honesty. You almost feel like an instant uh, kinship with her. And, you know, she's a beautiful person. Are you person guys talking now. about me? I, I am talking about you. <laughs> I was going to stop in- you because you're being way too nice. And I was like, okay, I got to <laughs> stop being a creep and just interrupt them and tell them that I'm on here. <laughs> Or I could have kept listening. I don't know. <laughs> I only had like a couple of seconds, but no, pretty much I'm going to say that you're a beautiful person inside and out, and we're thankful that you're taking some time to be with us this evening. Of course, I'm talking about Kylie Thorne, who you just heard. How are you this evening? <laughs> Thank you. I'm so good. I uh, was ready to actually go and be on camera, which I had like my stream hooked up, ready to go. And then you said it was just over the phone, so no, I got just, naked. <laughs> oh, no. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I I love just, uh, you know, I, I had a really cute outfit on, and I even did a little bit of makeup, just like mascara and lip gloss. And then I got your email saying, oh, it's just a call-in. And I was like, nope. well, shirt's off, pants off. <laughs> I'm going to get my ice cream. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm literally going to make tea right now. I was going to say, next time we will do something. I really, here's the thing, and I've done this podcast for over 10 years, and we are a little bit old school where it is all void. It's, it's old school. It's kind of like it's just a regular conversation, but we've never gone over the air because I was like, first of all, no one would want to see me for at least a half hour over the air. You know, um, you'd be surprised. I go on YouTube to watch tutorials on how to hook up my stream camera, and I feel like sometimes these guys who are just like, you know, you wouldn't really – It's they're not like a Jimmy Fallon type that's like made for the camera, you know, but they love being in front of the camera. You can tell because all I want to know is how – to hook up my camera, but they're talking forever. And so it's, you know, I feel like anyone could do it. 
Yeah, you know, I think it's one of those things where I don't mind the talking portion from time to time, but I think it's the whole thing of people actually seeing me. I know everyone would love to see you, but I, I don't know about them seeing me. You know, but, uh, I mean, these guys on YouTube have so many comments. People love them, and then, you know, I feel like you could do it. Um, this is the year to just, like, say fuck it and not think about what other people think about <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I am considering going on uh, YouTube Live. If I go to YouTube Live or we start doing things live on camera, I want you to come back and be my first guest when we do that. I was going to say, will you invite me? I would be, I would be there. I will you be there have, in my underwear. There you go. <laughs> Amazing. I, I, I will just show up. I will just show up. Um, I just that's, yes, that's, awesome. That's you're so comfortable with just like what is that like every day or is that just for like the camera? Do you just like always just walk around? I, mean, <laughs> I definitely do. I always just walk around and I definitely get more comfortable when the camera turns on. When the camera is off, I am super awkward. I don't know who it is. I get really weird. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten better now that I, uh, I stopped drinking and I, I stopped doing, you know, all the stimulants and, uh, you know, everything that kind of alters your your mood. And now I'm definitely less awkward. But as I say that, I feel so awkward. So <laughs> I definitely, like, was hanging out with friends yesterday and, like, a new crew. And um, I, I, I think I was pretty cool. I Looking back at... <laughs> Yesterday from today, I'm like, yeah, I I was I'm, cool in that in that setting. <laughs> I'm sure you were. No, I'm an <laughs> awkward. I'm an awkward person. No, but I was gonna say that's one of the things I think everyone loves about you because, uh, and and we'll talk about it a little bit more here over the course of the show, but is because you've been so honest, and especially you know, I think a lot of people would think that okay, you know, here's someone from, well, originally, well, not originally, but someone who's lived in Hollywood. She probably goes out to the bars and clubs all the time. She's probably drinking. She's probably doing this and she's probably doing that. I but used you've to, talked about yeah. being sober and you talked about uh, that battle uh, to be sober. And I was going to say that you just recently moved to Miami, which is a coming <laughs> home for you. And I know there's a big difference between the two of living in Hollywood and living there. Do you find the mood to be a little bit more better for the soul than to be in a place like Hollywood where it could be stressful? Uh, what do you mean? Your soul is stressful yeah. in Hollywood, like, or do you mean like being like, sober is like, stressful? Well, I think more peaceful being away from – because I know whether you're in Miami or whether you're in Hollywood, but you hear so much for outsiders who don't live in Hollywood, but you hear so much about how living in a place like you know, Hollywood, California, where, you know, you're constantly going out and there's so many addictive things in which you, you know, can go down a bad spiral, but moving away from all of that and moving to yeah. Miami where, yeah. you know, the night, while there's a nightlife, it's not like <laughs> home. No? Miami is, I always say this when uh, I get asked this question, um, you know, like how, how is it like in comparison um, because, you know, people in LA, it's always like when you do go out to the the night scene, or even just like the just anything. You know, it's 
it's always like, okay, well, how can this person help me? How, what can they do for me? Who are they? How can I network this situation? Um, you know, like I, I want to get to know this person because of like, what's their name, you know? Um, whereas in Miami, it's like, you're hot. I'm hot. Let's hang out. We're all sexy. There's <laughs> <laughs> a way more, uh, you know, less of that cutthroat, you know, Miami is, I mean, they welcomed me with open arms. And I will say that a lot of my family and friends were worried I would get distracted um, from, you know, my writing and what I, I didn't come here to write, but I definitely came here um, in hopes that I'd finish a lot of work and get a lot of work done, which I have mm-hmm. been way more inspired here. Uh, and, you know, I wouldn't say motivated because I, I did, did get distracted. It is a lot of partying and a lot of fun and a lot yeah. of exactly what it looks like on Chloe and Courtney Take Miami. It's just a lot of knocks <laughs> and beaches and sexy people. And uh, I can see how people can get caught up and distracted. But being sober has actually helped so much with the quality of my life. Like, um, it's definitely, you know, being sober in LA sucks. <laughs> being sober in Miami is awesome. Um, right. I, I can, I just, I don't know, maybe it's just cause it's a new scene. I'm the kind of person that can't really stay in one spot for too long. And LA, I was raised there. You know, I, I am from Miami. Like right. I was born in Miami. Um, and I kind of feel like an outsider everywhere I go. Uh, because I always kind of moved around a lot, even if I was in the same city, you know. Um, And I definitely don't plan on being in this location forever, but I I, I definitely love, you know, moving around. And I I love just traveling and and meeting people around the world. And, um, you know, I enjoy, like, the living and all of that. So... Um, you know, it's good to get out of LA for sure. I'm happy to be out, but as soon, I mean, I'll be back there next month, you know, so LA, my family lives there. I'm, I'm always going to be bi-coastal. I think that's a good idea for me, but you know, I, New York is really fun too. You know, I, I love New York. Um, I'm a city girl. That's for sure. It is mm. weird when you say like that people don't live in LA because when you're there, you think it's such a small bubble and you realize like, um, it's just LA, like it's not the world, you know, it feels like the whole world is ending when you're in LA, but it's really not you. It's like the world is so big. And then, you know, people in America that are, you know, uh, celebrities, like, yeah, they're super famous in America, but then you go somewhere like Italy and nobody knows who you are. Um, Mm. and I think that's, I think that's crazy that, America is actually a really small country. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, I always say that it, it's one of those things where when we think that it's a huge, wide country, when you go somewhere, it seems a little bit more neighborly, I guess, in some ways, because, you know, it's not as big as you thought it was. But that's what you talked about. I was going to say, you always kind of mentioned uh, overseas and internationally. Would you consider moving maybe somewhere overseas, another country perhaps? Oh my gosh, I, you know, it was so funny because the minute I decided to go vegan and like dairy free and stop drinking, 
I go to Italy for a month and I, and you know, that's like, I, I'm like submerged around wine and cheese and Nutella and desserts. And I'm like, what the, what did I do? Uh, so I, I realized that like America, our idea of Italian food or, or our idea of, um, you know, uh, let's say like Chinese food. It's not. It's not what it is at all <laughs> over there in other countries. So, um, you know, I I love. I'm kind of I'm kind of a spoiled brat. I'm a little bit of a princess. I do love like Saint Bart's. Like when you say what I live overseas, I'm like where like Saint Bart's. Like I could do <laughs> I could do Saint Bart's, but I don't know if I could do somewhere like Modena in Italy. Like I I don't know if I could be there or um. Or Puglia even is so beautiful, but like when I was over there and we had such a cool crew that was with us and um, we were staying in the most beautiful like Italian villa, um, but you know, nobody wanted to leave because, and they don't leave when they're there. And I'm like, well, how do you guys have all the food coming in? Like. I'm living in, like, this dream world where it just, like, shows up out of nowhere. Like, you know, they have, like, private chefs and stuff, and that's not, I mean, that's not practical, right? Like, it felt so easy when you have that situation, but in reality, you know, like, I need to be able to Postmates. I need to be able to Uber. I need, need, like, you know, everything, but I do want writers' rooms around the world. I... That is a dream of mine is to, um, you know, be on location for a lot of, uh, a lot of the writing that I do because um, sometimes it's nice to just, uh, you know, be outside writing at a table with a group of co-writers. And uh, I mean, that's, for me, that's like heaven. Mm. So, Uh, so yeah, I'll have home bases all over the world. (laughs) Yeah, cause I was gonna say moving and then every every home every home with a different husband. <laughs> <laughs> every home will have a, a secret life. Oh, we're definitely gonna talk about that because I'm also gonna have an offer for you in regards to that a little bit later. It's a good offer. It's it's a good one. Well, but where, I'm actually. Going I never to... asked where is where is your home base. I am actually based here in Chicago. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. I can, I can have a husband in Chicago. I'm down for that. I hear it's amazing. I, I will sign up for that. Just there send me a resume. Amazing. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> right here in the Midwest. So you'll have, you got to have one in each time zone. So that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Every time zone. Yep. Just to hold down the fort, just to hold down the fort, you know, yeah. Every time zone, every major city, you know, you, you're down there in Miami. So now you, you get the, the Miami one or you can get the New York one and then you have the Chicago one. And I don't know what the mountain region. Yeah, I don't know in the mountain regions where I, you would go. But, you know. <laughs> that's definitely where I would want the husband in the mountains to kill the bears. No, I'm just kidding. Don't kill the bears. <laughs> no animals will be harmed. During my marriage, <laughs> um, but no, I I think I need a mountain man. I definitely need a mountain man. Someone in Yellowstone. I don't know. <laughs> Forest ranger. Yes, I want like um, what's that actor in the Yellowstone show? Kevin Costner. Oh, I'd love a Kevin Costner. <laughs> 
I guess oh, Kevin Costner confused with um, the guy who played Batman, Michael Keaton. They're very Michael. similar. Don't say, don't say give you like the same vibe. I'm actually well now that you now that you mentioned it, I actually am kind of uh, like I think Keaton might be a little bit more like I can't I can't explain the word that I'm looking for. Yeah, he's yeah he's a little yeah. bit more intense I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know Kevin Costner. Funny story. I have only had very few celebrity encounters that I consider like. Um, you know, like animals in a zoo, you know, like a celebrity encounter, like seeing a zebra or something. Um, Because, you know, when you grow up in LA, like, uh, of course, like famous people, like you work with them and and they're, you're on sets with people. And I don't really include that as like, you know, you're, or you go like going to a party and seeing, you know, somebody that's, it's not special, but when Kevin Costner almost hits you with your, his car crossing the street, that's special. Or when you share an elevator with Clint Eastwood, I think that's special Ooh. too. You know, those things are definitely <laughs> like, uh, um, you know, seeing a zebra in the wild or something, just very rare and intimate. And yeah, Kevin Costner in Woodland Hills totally almost hit me. I forget what car he was driving. It was a nice car. I was like, I don't know, well, like an Aston Martin, well, McLaren, got- something. <laughs> Wait, you just can't end the story like that. Now you've got me intrigued. Kevin Costner was... Oh, that was the car. only... That was, that was the story. That was it. <laughs> I was watching... Did he stop? From the, I, he did. He did. He did. Um, I, I, there was the crosswalk, and um, the pedestrian always has the right of way, you know? So even if he thought he was in the right, I, I, I'm, I'm always in the right, Kevin. So... <laughs> No, he's awesome. One day, one day we'll laugh about this uh, backstage uh, at the Oscars, you know, and all. There you go. There you <laughs> we'll go. revisit it. Kevin, <laughs> remember? Yeah. You almost hit me with your good time. <laughs> yeah, or, or who knows? You know the way karma works. Maybe one day he'll be crossing the street in Woodland Hills and we'll see how it goes. No, <laughs> this story took a, a turn. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, that, that's my, uh, Kevin Costner's story. So anyway, I pretty sure he's taken. <laughs> I was going to say that I, I can't think of any, like, well, I've never really had a run in with, uh, celebs. I can't really think of anything. No. That, that's that's that. definitely a run in. That's like a, a bump in, yeah. you know. That's a true run in. (laughs) A hit and run in. Yeah. No, he was was really sweet when he almost hit me with his car. (laughs) Because he didn't. So, you know. No. It worked out in my favor, I guess. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say we're, we're glad that we could now talk about that story instead of uh, you being, oh yeah, I remember the time it happened and he ran off. And, yeah, that's not gonna be it. <laughs> not good. No, I feel <laughs> like he would. He's the kind of guy. He seems like a real stand-up guy that would totally stop for a human being <laughs> instead of hitting them with his car. But you know, I don't. You don't know people. You think you know people by watching Waterworld, and you just don't. <laughs> so. <laughs> we 
forgive you, Kevin. You think you uh, know an actor, and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to like to hear the stories of the other people who you've run into. Cause I think that's the one thing that amazes the general population, because everyone has this um, assumption of how people are, and then you hear other things, but then you hear conflicting things. And then, but you know, there's other people where it just comes out and it's like they are who they are. You know, you know that that's how they are. And like I said, I've seen Kevin Costner uh, even recently during the uh, Field of Dreams game on TV, and he seems like one of those cool people oh, yeah. where he loves, you know, the history of things or uh, you know specific things. And he was talking about making a movie and talked about everybody that was in it and how much they wow. were bigger than he was in the movie. And, you know, he just seemed like real genuine when he was talking about it, which was kind of cool. So Yeah, I, I love that. Um, you know, I, yeah, like I said, he has good energy, good vibes. Yellowstone is a good show. I actually <laughs> have never seen it, but I've heard. I've, my friends, my, one of my friends loved it, and he was talking, and I was like, damn, that just sounds like a hot show, Cowboys, Cowboys, but like nowadays. So, yeah, I got to watch that show that I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you watch it tonight. You know, what, real yeah. quick though, speaking of watching shows, because now that's brought another question, because when you mention this stuff, as a person who is an actor, when you have acted in TV and in movies and you've done that, when you go to watch something now, being as you, you know, you know how the, the other side of the production is and how it is from the actor standpoint, are you looking at like particular things when you're watching movies and TVs, or you just have so, to get that out of your brain and just say, "I'm just watching it just to watch it." So that's actually why I prefer um, really light-hearted, almost like. I mean, it has to be good. It has to be funny. Um, but it's nice to actually watch like a stupid comedy because you aren't so you're not studying it. But, um, you know, as a writer, I still study the dialogue. That's how I know, like, even if a stupid movie is stupid, it still has to be good, you know. Um, so with that, I'm that's why it's kind of nice because you get to turn off your brain a little bit. But um, my favorite show right now um, for like the past year has been the crown. And I just, I love, there's mm -hmm. something I want to say. It's, it's like nostalgic. It's weird. I don't, I have no, it's, it can't be nostalgic for me. Like I'm not a Royal, but like, I've never lived that life. And, and I was a baby when princess Diana was, uh, you know, um, on the scene, but for some reason, mm -hmm. I just love having it on in the background. I love watching it. I, I think it's so well done. And, and I also went to school for editing um, a little bit. Like, I, I you know, <laughs> love editing movies. I just can't, you know, that's not, in the, that's not my calling because you kind of are in the basement just eating Cheetos for dinner <laughs> for, I mean, the whole day. Your whole hours disappear. And I was like, I don't think I could do this. But um, it was, you know, a really good experience. And I think that has made me uh, really um, tear apart movies in a different way. And I think that the best movies are seamless and the best TV shows, um, you know, have, like, really sexy editing. And uh, I, I think, like, yeah, I look for – I watch the acting. I watch the editing. I watch the directing. I watch – 
um, of course, I listened to the writing and the dialogue and all of that. Um, so, yeah, for me, going into a movie is just a whole different world. It's, it's not just, um, it's not just uh, you know, an hour and 30 minutes or two hours. It's, you know, you just created jobs for thousands of people, you know. So it's really, mm-hmm. it's really um, a whole different experience, and I love it. And I'll always be an actress, even when I'm not acting, just like I'll always be a writer, uh, even when I'm not writing. But I think to be a writer, you have to be writing. But um, also as an actress, I'd always tell myself, as long as I'm fag, like, I'm always going to be an actress because I just got offered um, a movie. Uh, it's so funny. I, you know, as soon as you leave LA, you're you're wanted back in LA to shoot a movie. Like I haven't worked in a movie. I haven't done uh, an acting job in probably two years, and I think maybe, maybe it might not be two years. It might be sooner than that. But um, I, it's been a minute. Definitely during COVID, the whole industry got effed yeah. up, and I, um, you know, I definitely. Uh, left LA thinking like, well, you know, I'm not really focused on acting anymore. Like I, I, I'm not about it. Like for me, acting was so emotional and, and going into auditions, you have to be healthy. You have to be mentally healthy. And I know a lot of these actresses aren't, but for some, the, the ones that aren't, the ones that aren't healthy, aren't really working. The ones that are able to um, stabilize their mood, are the ones that um, go into the audition and can handle rejection and can handle being beaten down and teared apart. And, and I just couldn't for a period of time because I was, you know, uh, way distracted with boys and relationships and drugs and partying and drinking. And, and I'll be honest, when I went to auditions, like I was really an emotional wreck and uh, I just wasn't in it. I had so much healing to do and um this year this past year I, I really healed I think as the planet is kind of healing um you know from all of the pandemic and stuff and I'm I'm just healing with the the human collective together but I had to get like three therapists no joke and I definitely was able to get off of all the the stimulants and the downers and I was able to uh, you know, just wake up one day and say, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to drink anymore. I don't want to do anything anymore. I just want to really get, get back to my center. And as soon as I really felt, it's been like about six, seven months now of just being super clean, you know, and I, I don't even drink coffee. I don't drink caffeine. Like I feel guilty if I have a Red Bull, um, because it really messes with my mood, you know, in Miami, everyone's offering you cocaine, like it's candy. And I'm like, you don't understand. I will die. (laughs) I'm like, I can't do cocaine because tomorrow I'll be crying. It's like, I don't even, first of all, cocaine doesn't even, it never did it for me because I would just fall asleep and, um, it wasn't my thing. I am way more of a mess person. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, I, Adderall was uh, more, you know, Adderall's messed with a mask and I, um, I, uh, at least I can kind of, you know, I'm writing a movie right now about a girl who gets addicted to meth and, and spirals out of control. And at least, you know, I can, um, come from experience and know what it feels like, but I definitely, you know, what goes up must come down. And, and I, um, you know, I, it's not even tempting for me because I, I really value, um, being able to trust myself and trust my instincts and trust my emotions. 
And now, as soon as I leave LA, I get offered a movie. I get offered a role in a movie. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's a really, it's a sweet movie. It's about, you know, um, a transgender, uh, brother and sister. Uh, they're actually twins and it's an interesting, um, it's, it's an LBGT movie type, uh, uh, oh God, what is it called? Like, um, a festival movie. It'll be really pretty and huh. pretty. When I say pretty, I mean artsy, like the, the I mean, a great no. director, um, and the writing awesome. script is great and, and I'm happy to be a part of it. But, uh, you know, I feel like coming into that now and going onto that set, I'm like a different person. I'm a whole different actress now. And, and, um, you know, I, I just, uh, yeah, watching movies and, and studying movies, um, you know, I think, honestly, I don't even know, like, if I identify with the woman I was yesterday. And I probably won't even identify with, you know, tomorrow being who I am today. Like, I am constantly evolving. And, and that's why acting is so spiritual. Like, the roles you get that are offered to you, they're like specifically made for you. You know, that's when you go to these auditions and you book it, like, you know, you might've screen tested with three other actresses, but those directors know right when they saw you that you were the one, you know, it's like, it's pretty amazing. So um, like I said, I'll always, I'll always be making movies. I can't wait to, uh, to, you know, have my own production company and start, hiring actresses from the other side, you know, being on the other side and, and getting to work with uh, women and stuff. And, you know, actors are really cool too. Men are awesome, but you know, um, it's, it's kind of, I, it's just a whole, I think after COVID, after this whole pandemic, the industry is going to get, it's never going to die. You know, Hollywood is Mm -hmm. never going to die. Movies are never going to die. Maybe we had a shitty year and like, um, it's hard finding a movie to watch now because, you know, we just had to adapt. But who knows? Like, the drive-in movie theaters can make a comeback. Like, you know, movie stars yeah. could make a comeback. Like, I think Instagram kind of shot the whole movie star era down. You know, like, who was the last movie star? Like, Jennifer Lawrence? You know, like, where, yeah. um, you know, like, George Clooney, Julia Roberts, Halle Berry. Like, those were, like, movie stars, you know? Brad Pitt mm-hmm. and, like... Um, you know, there it's ever since social media, we've been just kind of adapting and rolling with the punches. And so I think, you know, this whole COVID thing, sure, it seems like it set us back a little bit, but maybe it'll kind of like bring things back a little bit, you know. Speaking of acting, I know everybody says that there is a particular moment when the acting bug first hit them. When did it first hit you? And I guess also, is there anybody that you ever watched in a movie or on TV and was just like, wow, I want to be like them? It hasn't happened in a while. Um, I would say that, you know, uh, the whole wanting to be them, um, that was kind of when I was younger, the magic, you know, and I – I mean, I don't really watch movies now and say, like, I, I want to be them. Um, <laughs> because I, I think, like, I know that it's, it's more like they're, they're working. Like, they're, they're just really good at what they do. And I don't want to be the character, you know, because, like, of course, the girl who plays uh, Princess Diana in The Crown is killing it, and she's so good. Um, and I watch that, and I'm like, 
damn, like, I do not know if I could do that. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> give that role justice. Like, it, she did, she killed it. But then when I was younger, of course, I would see movies like Legally Blonde or, like, um, Walk the Line and Reese Witherspoon winning her Oscar. And I remember that, and it was, like, in 2006, and that was, like, my first year in L.A. And I remember Reese Witherspoon winning for that role, and she stole that movie, like, that she killed it. That I just remember as, like, being 14, being, like, that's why I love acting. That's why I want to be an actress, because she uh, is just, like every in that role you know she just kind of you you feel I love feeling and she I just felt like that I that whole like glamour the you know that walk the line I guess that's like what the 40s the 50s like um I I love that whole you know Marilyn Monroe uh time period uh old Hollywood is just you know, anything old Hollywood, I'm like, okay, well, they, those people I want to be. Like, I definitely wish I was freaking, you know, Jane Mansfield or Bridget Bardot <laughs> or Sophia Loren, like, you know. Yeah. Um, but as of, like, a current modern-day uh, actress, um, I mean, they're all good. I I think just they're so – I think acting, the actors, I mean, from what I'm seeing – well, I guess they're always getting better and they're getting worse, you know. Um, but <laughs> I, it just depends. Uh, but, you know, there are, um, I, I would say 1917, uh, that movie, um, it was a, oh, a male-dominated movie, like just, a, mm. uh, it was, you know, about the World War One. But I just remember when the credits rolled, and that's editing at its finest, in my opinion. But, like, I just started crying. I couldn't stop crying. The credits were rolling, and wow. I was like, that's why I'm, that's why I want to make movies. Like, I just love, it's like doing a drug. It's like being on drugs. Like, the whole experience of just, like, being at the edge of your seat, uh, stand, sitting with the character, standing with the character, being there right next to the character. Are they going to make it? Are they going to live? Are they going to die? And I'm just, like, with them the entire ride of this movie. And that movie had very few cuts, you know. It had, like, I don't know how many mm -hmm. cuts it had, but it was very few. And um, I think that makes it even more intense because you you don't break, you know, the whole – It was. Right. I think that's probably why I, why I started crying so much at the end when mm -hmm. the credits rolled. It was, like, something broke inside me. I felt like I got to rest under the tree um, at wow. the end and just kind of – finally take a breath because that was a wild ride. Um, but then of course that same year, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood came out and, um, yeah. you know, that was a fun ride, you know, anything Quentin Tarantino does like for me, another movie that has the best <laughs> editing is it would be the kill bill, um, you know, volume one and two, those are Sally Minky is like the man, you know, she's, she's <laughs> the best. And, um, and, I think she kind of made me want to edit movies, but then I saw what it took and I was like, okay, I can't do this. <laughs> and I was going to say, so. now, that leads, now that leads you into the writing, which we've mentioned, and you mm. shared a little bit on social media about the screenplays that you're working on. If you could tell us a little bit about them, and did you already have, when you, when you said earlier about you know, having people in mind, did you write particular roles with other people in mind along with yourself or did you, I mean, how does that process go? Because I always would believe 
that the hardest thing to do, even if you're writing a book or whether you're writing a screenplay or whether you're writing anything, the toughest part mm-hmm. is actually getting it all in line as to where you're satisfied with it. If you can kind of take us through that process of being a writer, what motivates well, you or what, how do you get motivated? Perfect is the opposite of done. I have a coffee mug that says that, and there's a dog typewriting on this coffee mug, and it says, perfect is the opposite of done. And I was like, when I, when I bought it, I didn't really know what it meant. I was just like, some, for some reason, this is speaking to me right now. And then, you know, I, as I was drinking out of it, I was like, God damn it. I'm, that's, I, I'm a fucking writer. Like it's never, this, I'm never going to be satisfied. And, and I write a lot with my little sister. Um, you know, we have a couple screenplays that we're working on now and, and we're finally starting to get the ball rolling on, um, you know, being on that end of the production process and, and as a team too, you know, and, um, I, it's, she's so sweet, like with the whole, like, I'm the one that's like, no, it's not ready. It's not ready. And she's like, we're sending it in. Like, just send it to me. Like it's done. <laughs> I'm like, no, like, I, she's like, stop <laughs> editing. Stop it. I'm like, it's, she's like, are you still editing? Like, are you still working on that same scene? I'm like, it's not, it's never done. Like, and even with um, the stuff that I post on Instagram, I post that because that's not even going to make it in the movie. That's not even going to be in the movie at all. That's just, uh, that's honestly, like, I'm not even worried about anyone um, taking it or stealing it. I'm like, good riddance. Like, I hope it inspires you to do something. <laughs> like, cause this is, this is not going to cut it for when I actually do, uh, you know, say we actually do go into production and film. It's like, that scene that I posted on Instagram is is not even going to be, it's going to be on the floor, you know, scrapped. So I just, uh, I just post that for fun. You know, I sometimes those scenes I write in five minutes, but I do, uh, I have like most of those screenplays are um, already written. The three that I posted are already written and, and the Savage Valley Girls has been a series that I've been working on for the past two or three years. And it's been like, just something that um, I originally started writing it in 2018 and then um, it was based on like a, a crazy relationship. So a lot of my characters actually are inspired by people in my life or a lot of the times, um, you know, just the shit that I've been through and, and gone through and, and come out of um, or conversations, honestly, that I have in my head. I, I, uh, a lot of the times will let my mind wander and I'll just like take a, seat and just listen or watch and and I'll I'll have conversations with almost like I don't want to say the voices in my head because I don't hear voices in my head anymore but not anymore um, I, uh, no 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 I I just kind of you know it's it's almost like well what if this would happen like what if the, the conversation it's almost like you know you have a thousand ways of, of practicing, you know, how you're going to ask this girl out or how you're going to break up with your boyfriend or how you're going to tell someone that you did this. And I think I just run with those moments in my head and I play out those thousands of ways and, and then, you know, whatever makes it, makes it. Um, But I have just, uh, you know, I just play with calm. I love like, 
how there's comedy in everything. And comedy is really hard. And, like, nobody mm-hmm. – I, I don't think I'm funny at all. But then when I meet certain people that get me, I'm like, you're why I write movies. Like, you're the reason why <laughs> I have to post this or get it out because, you know – a thousand people might not get you, but like 10 people do. And those are the ones that buy tickets to your movies or like hang like really like are diehard, um, you know, like fans or, or, you know, like will, you know, just uh, meet you halfway. And, you know, mm-hmm. you can make a, a, like a movie that you don't get, you know, like there will be some movies that you do and then, you'll have that person come up to you and be like, I love that. And you're like, really? I didn't get it. Like, I didn't get it at all. Like, I don't, I did it. I filmed it, but thanks. Like, I'm glad you liked it. But yeah, not my favorite. (laughs) But, you know, I just, uh, I I definitely, you know, even with my Bella, you know, my little sister, um, it's, I love writing with co-writers. I love having a co-writer. I love being able to bounce ideas off of each other and, you know, there's it's there's a lot of times where, you know, she'll think that something I say is funny or something I do is like really good and I'm like, That I just said that in passing. Like that that's that's kind of why you need someone else on your team that yeah. can capture those moments because, you know, like I it's kind of hard trusting yourself in this whole industry. It's really hard. I was gonna say, sometimes the best things are spontaneous and if it just comes out you know, you're, you and I, you know, you and I both know. If you listen to different stories about how things came to be, it just happened that way. And sometimes those are the best things. So, yeah, you know, I just found out that Mozart uh, created like one of his symphonies. Uh, he wrote it like 45 minutes before he performed it, and it's like one of the most well-received classical pieces and history i wish i knew more about it because i wasn't really listening when this person told me about it but i was like that's yeah that sounds about right like sometimes you it just you you uh download information and it hits and you're on and you get it and then other times it takes you fucking six months to write a book which is happening to me right now and all i have to do is sit down and uh do it but it's like you know when your heart is in other things, it's in other things. And um, there, there's a time for writing and then there's a time for living, you know. And yeah. I think that's what's happening now is I'm just uh, living, like, my favorite life, you know. Um, Sometimes. And, see, living, yeah. It's the writing, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the book is a different that I thought I really underestimated it in April at the end of April. Um, I got the assignment on April 11th to write this almost like a memoir of, uh, what I did in COVID this year that I, that I went from, uh, you know, really struggling being in this toxic relationship with someone who really controlled me to a point where like I lost myself, you know, he was, taking food out of my mouth in front of my friends and telling me what to mm-hmm. eat and really driving me crazy. And I, and I, um, that's kind of where the book begins and I get out of that and then, you know, COVID hits and we have this crazy year and, and my life, honestly, like I have the best year I've ever had and mo- the most wild ride and the most crazy experiences. And I kept the journal the entire time. And so 
when I got the assignment from my literary agent to that this would be a good idea to turn one of my journals into a novel, I was like, oh, this will be easy. Like, it's going to literally, I'm just going to be like plagiarizing myself. Like, I just take what I wrote and put it in the book. And I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? This is so hard. I, I don't, yeah. like, it's halfway done, but I'm like, you know, it's never done, which is like your question. It's never done. And, I, and I'm scared that I'm going to release it and then I'm going to read it and I'm going to be like, no, it wasn't ready. Like, I think that's, you know, it's, it's like you, it, it's never done. It can always be better. That's how I feel. And that kind of, um, you know, I think that's, sometimes why you need a co-writer to be like, no, it's done. You're done. You're yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> Cut it off. You're done. You're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, one of the things Cut her off. I'm, Cut her I'm, off. Yeah, yeah. I just say one of the things that I'm admired by is, I guess, you know, for a lot of people is how, and I said at the top of the show, is how laid back and at times how honest you've been about your life. And I guess one of the questions here, because you said it pretty much is a continuing process, day to day but how do you stay level i guess in a world that's uneven and what helps you when you have your bad days uh what helps me when i have my bad days um you know i'm i'm the kind of person that it's like i will wake up in in if i had a bad dream or something happened while i was sleeping like in not even in this in this dimension, like it'll set me off in this dimension. So where I'm like, oh no, my whole day is ruined. Like I'm thrown off. I'm weird. Like I can tell like when I have off days and when I'm off. And and those are the days that I I kind of just I either need people or I don't need people. I either need to be alone and completely um, retreat, or I need to be out with friends and kind of. Uh, honestly like vampire a little bit just kind of take their energy or or just kind of have fun or be distracted or something um you know I or I really cherish my time alone I love being alone and getting my energy back um I'm just you know yeah I it's yeah gosh it's it's hard you know because you cannot let other people affect your moods. You know, you can't, uh, I, I think the biggest thing for me is learning to let go and not have to be the driver, not have to be the giver, um, and not have to be the one that's controlling the situation. Not only is life more fun and laid back when you let go, there are so many people around you that want to drive because they're not letting go. They want to be in control. And it's like, just let them, just let it go. Just let them do their thing. And, you know, something like when I was younger, I was, I was a very serious child. Um, I was, you know, very morose and just like always in my head. And, and I just remember, and I was always having like my early twenties were really hard. I don't know why I just, I made it like everything was so dire and serious. And I just remember my mom being like, it doesn't have to be this hard. Like it's not supposed to be this hard. And, uh, you know, I think that just a note for everyone in their life that they, that I, if, if they can take anything away from this interview tonight, it would be, 
you are not to blame for part one of your life. So part two, you know, when you realize that is when you start part two of your life. And that's when I think you can uh, start having fun because you are no longer blaming yourself. You know, as soon as you forgive yourself, the whole world can move on. We can all move on. Um, and I, and I, you know, of course it's like, I would say a really hard thing for, you know, today's generation, today's group today, and who knows what's going to happen with just how social media is and how everyone is a critic and how everyone can comment and just one click away from destroying someone's entire day. Uh, you know, you, I think that you have to take everything with a grain of salt. You know, if this person says you're beautiful and hot, you can't let it get to your head because as soon as you do, there's going to be someone that says you're ugly and that's going to totally wreck your world. And, uh, you know, just like this person thinks you're beautiful, okay, great. Just like this person thinks you're ugly, okay, great. Like you don't base your worth on what people think. And I think ultimately – um, that is probably why I'm so comfortable because I have a relationship with God. That's, I think no one can take that away from me because, you know, I, I didn't have to go to prison or, um, you know, get knocked down in that really hard way or grow up uh, on the streets or, or have this you know, something traumatic happened to me like that to build a foundation with God. Some people do find God through that, um, which is great because, you know, that's, that's honestly probably why you went through it. But I, uh, I definitely built my foundation and my relationship with the spiritual and with the universe and to a point where, like, I can be alone, which I am right now. You know, I'm mm-hmm. super single and I love it. Um, and I think that that is something that has helped so much with, uh, you know, not like it just my it, happiness is a state of mind. And, you know, you, it's it just, it's, you know, it, it's, uh, it can get altered at any moment. And, um, you know, I, I try to like, just, I don't know, like I, it's, I would say that it's about balance, but it's not because the world is already balanced. It's already equal. Everything is equal. We're the ones that make it unequal. We're the ones that throw it out of balance. So all we have to do is just get back to that center. And, um, you know, whoever's with us during that time is with us. And if they're not, then they're not. But, you know, um, I think it's just such a beautiful thing to be able to do you and, a lot of people can't be single. Um, you know, arranged marriages around the world are still a thing, and girls are still getting boys too. They're still getting married at a really young age and, and getting married off for political reasons on all of this. And, and uh, you know, I'm really fortunate to be able to, like, honor this time in my life where I don't I, – I just can't be in the relationship right now. Like, I can't have um, – uh, I can't – like give someone um, my life right now. I can't do it. I'm really selfish right now. And, and I just am loving myself way too much. And ultimately right. I think that's what it comes down to, you know, loving yourself first. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because 
I am going to um, – I know I recently saw an Instagram post or an Instagram live post where you had a chart with qualities of what you're looking for in a guy. Uh, oh, yeah, that's offer... my perfect man chart. I'm looking at it yes. right now. <laughs> now, I, now I was going to say, I am actually, as an added bonus here tonight, because you've been so nice to come on the show and because now I am – partway a Chicago husband, but I'm also going to step outside yes. of that role. And I am going to offer my services here as your unofficial big brother, because I know a lot of times in life when people are going through the single phase, and if they're trying to step foot back into the dating pool, when they decide to, mm-hmm. they sometimes kind of mm-hmm. need that outside voice, because it's a little hard to see it for yourself when you're there. I am offering well, my service you know what? your unofficial wing person. I, you know, that's, you're my wingman. I love it. Um, I, let me see. Cause like I, I did, it's not hanging up on my wall anymore because I moved, but I do have it in this pile of papers that I'm rustling through right now. And <laughs> I was sitting in the hair chair and my hairstylist was like, you know, that's how I manifested my perfect man. And he is everything I want almost. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> what did you do? And he's like, I just got my paper and my pen and I wrote down everything that I wanted as, as superficial as it sounded as, uh, you know, it, it, I don't care. If I want someone famous, I'm going to say I want someone famous. If I want someone sexy and hot, I'm going to say I want someone hot. You know, like I, you have to write it out. You have to get it out because I personally, you know, he didn't say this, but I think that going throughout our day, we never ask ourselves, what do we want? We, um, it's, no. We should be asking ourselves, what do we want every second? Uh, so mm-hmm. I have a hundred and a hundred and I thought I had more. Um, oh no, I have wow. 162, 160, wow. no, 168 uh, things <laughs> that I look for in my perfect uh, man. And well, one number number 71 is Zeus, God of gods. So that's what I'm looking for. If you can help me, big brother, I'm looking for the God of all gods. Um, and he has to throw epic parties. He has to take me. Oh, he has to have big dick energy. You gotta have big dick energy. Okay. And whatever yeah. su- whatever surprises me with exotic Asian gestures means that's what I also want. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's that's uh, no pressure on the next guy, but. No. No, no pressure at all. I can, yeah. I can help. That's what big brothers. That's what big brothers are here for. And I'm also here if yeah. you need any advice on what to do. I feel like I am because a lot of people said it. that I, if I wasn't in what I normally do, that I should be like a uh, psychiatrist or somebody that can help people along the way. So this is what I'm here for. So no, I get it because there are things. And I used to have a friend that had a list. I think she had about forty things, not 160, but she had about forty things. And and it was one of those things where she had just about everything on the list. I said, sometimes there's a little give and take, um, but as long as the give and take is something that you can deal with, that's fine. If you can't. Yeah, there's a time for giving and there's a time for receiving. Um, You can't always be the teacher. You have to sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, be the student. You have to be taught and – 
I think listening is such a huge thing um, in relationships and in acting, you know. Uh, it's all about just listening. And then you realize you don't really even have to say anything. Um, you yep. just being there is giving so yep. much. That's a lot, that's a lot of the, the communication barrier is that really we don't need anything except somebody to be there with us or like exactly. Phys- not even physically, but just like to feel that you're there, to know that yeah, you're there is the hardest thing. Yeah, and that connection. So I, I think that's, that's ultimately that's like, yeah, and you can have a million things that you look for in a guy, but I'm I'm probably gonna the next person that I I have a connection with probably won't be any of the things on this list because it's just about the connection and that that is like undescribable. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to find somebody that you connect with because it's really hard. There's like a huge human disconnect right now in this world because, um, you know, we're always trying to figure it out and it's, I'm kind of a lone wolf. Sometimes I, I have to retreat, you know, if I feel like I'm giving too much in a relationship um, I, I do, uh, pull away and somebody has, whoever I'm with has to kind of respect that, you know, like I am an artist. I, yeah. I, I definitely have to, uh, you know, recluse sometimes and, and be alone. And that doesn't mean I'm cheating on you. <laughs> no, 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 I get it. Because if you do give a lot and then on top of that, you feel that you're giving a lot. And you have those like, hey, I'm doing a little bit too much. Let me kind of pull the reins back a little bit. You know, that's what you do. Then you want that other person to realize, hey, she's giving a lot. Let me kind of meet her halfway instead of having her run all the way. Yeah, exactly. Um, What we call simpatico. You know, yeah. (laughs) Yes, simpatico. I love that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. No, I – I'm definitely enjoying this time really being able to, uh, you know, create like this Kylie 2.0 who will, who will, you know, just, I want to be in a relationship with myself, you know, like I'm, I want to be somebody that I want to be in a relationship with, you know, and, and that's kind of what's happening right now. And, and I have Romeo and he's my boyfriend and, we're happy. <laughs> We're in a happy relationship. Of, of so. course. I was going to mention Romeo throughout the show. <laughs> Everyone said once you, when you get a friendship, you don't need a boyfriend. Like you, you don't, you're not going to want a boyfriend. And they were so right. It's exactly what happened. He is the best. Now I was, now I was going to say I, now, I, I've seen reality shows where people put themselves out there in regards to dating. You would never do anything like that, would you? I would not say never. Um, I'm actually really into that whole, like, I would do it to meet the women. I would do it to be with the girls and, like, (laughs) not necessarily, like, a bachelor-type show where, like, you're – I mean, honestly, that sounds miserable. Like, I know how they work and how they film, and it looks great when it's all put together and wrapped up in a, you know, pretty package for the TV, but the actual filming process is, like, late nights, 4 a.m. rose ceremonies, um, six, filming to like seven in the morning, and then like working, you know, these crazy hours that are, and then you have to, you know, it it takes like the romance out of it. Like if you yeah. want to, you know, be with someone, you have to, um, you know, consult with the producers before you can actually even 
uh, be with them, you know, so it's actually not that romantic, but I would totally be down to, um, I mean, if, if there, if it was like, if it worked out with the energy and stuff, I wouldn't, I mean, I'm not against reality TV at all. I think it's awesome. I think it's fun. I think it's the future. I, I love, you see me, like I love being, um, on live mm-hmm. streams and being real and unscripted yep. and, and, uh, and I just, I don't like being told what to do. That's the thing. So no. <laughs> I don't know how that would work out. But um, kind of, yeah, you kind of almost stuck to my next question because uh, I read so much. And I know you don't believe everything that you read on the internet. Um, <laughs> and, and I told her mm-hmm. that this would be the only question of the night in which I would discuss her and her family <laughs> because if oh, you throughout the night, yeah. it's been all kind of because I know you don't like the talk too much about, you know, family business, but has there been, I would think by now, because I even said years ago, I said, you know, I said I would be, and I remember telling a, a friend of mine this at least a couple of years ago, I said, I would not mind, because I don't really watch a lot of reality TV, but I told her, I said, I would not mind a reality show involving the Thorn family. And I was like, I would watch that. And I'm not a big reality TV fan. Awesome. I know you can't answer um, the question. I know you're probably not going to answer well, the question. Yeah, no, I, I wish, uh, you know, I, I know there are so many moments where I'm with my family that I'm like, why is there not a camera right now? Like, why are we not filming this? Like, I mean, the whole, the whole Tulum experience should have been on camera. I mean, that whole there's so much of our adventures that I'm just like, and I'm sure a lot of people feel this way about their families, you know, because, um, I mean, it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, I mean, I feel part of me is bitter and I'm like, well, if it was going to happen, it would have happened already because we have, you know, had people come to us and, and, you know, it's more about like getting everyone on the same page within my family because, you know, um, some of us feel like it's like almost like we are a really close-knit family and, and we know that we, people do want to watch us and we almost feel like, well, we're not for everyone. Like people don't deserve that. It's almost like when you're an artist and you kind of um, right. withdraw your art and keep your art from people out of anger because you're like, no, the world doesn't need to see it. Like they're, they're dicks, <laughs> you know, so we, we're, we're still, um, I mean, I, I'm totally, you know, down and, and I would love to just, uh, you know, I feel like there's a lot more good that can come from it than bad. I think that, um, you know, there are a lot of like people that can relate to each one of us as like our own individual, almost characters, you know, and, and they can really, uh, I, like I said, I think the only good com- could come from it. So, um, you know, I mean, we're still kind of in the beginning of our lives. Like, uh, right. everyone is still really young, you know, and, and, you know, we'll see what happens. But I, um, I think it would be, you know, just another way to create so many jobs for people and, and to be a part of a, mm-hmm you know, a show that is um, highlighting, like, you know, my family's journey and and how we just have gone, how we've kind of just 
stuck together through the thick and thin and didn't fall apart. Like a lot of families fall apart and we, there's something that really is uh, golden about us, the thorns that um, is rare. And it's, it is kind of um, what I, I don't want to say the Kardashians. I don't want to bring their name up, but they are like the Brady Bunch, you know, but there's, they, they've been through, they've, They've been through a lot, you know, like they've had a lot of craziness happen. I mean, their mm-hmm. dad was friends with an infamous murderer, you know, like yeah. they, uh, they were allegedly. So, um, you know, like they've been through a lot and they've, and they've stuck together and they are so close. And, uh, you know, I just, I respect that. I just respect that we, me and my sister and my brother and my stepmom, we're, we're a strange family for sure, but we are like the best family. And, and even when it's just the five of us, um, we, it's a party and it's just so much fun. And I do want to bring people into that life um, and into that world and show them uh, because I feel like it's just, I'm so proud of us and I'm so proud of our relationship, but you know, um, some people in my family definitely feel like they want to keep it to themselves, you know? So I get it. I can respect it in all, all areas. Um, so that's why I kind of love my live stream because it's like, okay, well you can see through my window into yeah. our house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really quick. I want to get through the websites uh, that you're on. And I, one question I was going to ask at the top of the show, which I was, and it changed. I was going to ask you about your opinion on, OnlyFans and the situation that was regarding yeah. that in the last week and how it mm-hmm. changed, they changed stance, they changed stance again. Uh, you are yeah. still going to be staying on OnlyFans, correct? I, yeah, I think uh, that even, you know, I was, when you did originally send, tell me that you were going to ask that question, <laughs> I, um, I was ready with a response that was like, well, I, I'm not worried. Like, I'm not worried at all. Like, I, you know, my response pretty much stays the same. Like, with or without OnlyFans, I'm still going to be here, still doing my thing. And it really just gave me another opportunity to have this direct-to-almost-consumer um, relationship, and direct, like, direct relationship to, um, you know, the fan base and the consumers and whoever wants to buy, you know, anything of mine. It's like... Uh, whether it's movies, tickets to panties, to um, merch, to, you know, just just anything that's me. It just created almost a brand um, that was already in the making, but it was like there were other platforms too, like Patreon and, and things that, mm-hmm. but nothing that was really, uh, you know, so almost easy to use like Instagram is easy Google is easy iPhone is easy it's idiot proof you know so I think that that is kind of like me in a nutshell I'm easy and I just kind of like that it it doesn't take a lot to go onto this site like Twitter's too much for me like I don't know why I just don't know how to use it I don't get it I I don't get it Um, I was gonna say why aren't you on Twitter i I know, I, I just, I had it. one, but yeah, I, I, uh, I just, I don't, I, it's too difficult for me, but, um, <laughs> but I definitely, you know, I should revisit that, but 
uh, OnlyFans is just so easy for everyone. And, and I think that, um, you know, it kind of just is like, I, I never really like relied on it. And I, you know, when people started getting really serious around me in it and like started relying on it and taking it really serious, like before I moved to Miami, um, I was kind of like, you know, like, it's not something you can rely on. Like why, like you have fun with it, you know, like um, I, I just never really put all my eggs in one basket with that, but I was like, okay, well, you know, this is actually making it so that people get to know me in a different way. It really was the beginning of the live streams with me because there was always like that live stream on Instagram, but I didn't know about it. I didn't know how to use it. I didn't know what to do and then OnlyFans came around and I was like oh my gosh my world is rocked um I get to have my own reality show in a way and I was like this is going to be uh either really good or really bad and so I'm kind of just doing uh you know I I'm just able to be myself I've always been that girl um even as a kid you know I would get into a lot of trouble like as a kid walking around naked I never like like I would always, you know, just feel free. Like I, I never have been hurt or abused or taken advantage of. Um, you know, thankfully I've been so protected and divinely protected. And, and, you know, my dad would always yell at me and get really mad at me for, you know, like just not wearing clothes. Like I, my brother gets really mad at me. Like everyone would get really mad at me um, because I, you know, would just be so oddly comfortable, uh, you know, like just without pants on. <laughs> and it's not normal. <laughs> you can't, you can't do that. And uh, and so I, I kind of really appreciate what OnlyFans has done for um, not just women but people because it's like I, you know, wasn't feeling free. I was feeling really. Like nobody was, I wasn't feeling seen. I wasn't feeling heard. I was in these relationships with boys that were not good for me because I, um, I didn't feel seen or heard. And I, I just, uh, being a part of this like, uh, platform where, um, people all around the world can watch me and tune into me and, and I can have like relationships with them. It honestly feels like I have thousands of boyfriends around the world that love me. And I'm like, why is that? That's, that's not, I, please don't take that away from me. Like, please don't take my boyfriends away. <laughs> so with all so, the yeah. you got timeformlive.com. Like you said, you mentioned Fangetopia. And I actually, a couple of weeks ago, before I knew you were coming on, I actually did go on Fangetopia and I did buy something. Let's yeah. see. I'm going to attempt to try to open this up you're live online, and I've actually kind of halfway started this year because I went on, and I did notice, I was going to say, you are a fan definitely of the G-string, so I was going to say. I'm excited I, for you. This is a big moment, and they smell I, very good, I can assure you. This, this is actually <laughs> nicely packaged. This is like a gold. Like, so that's my girlfriend. She is amazing. She um, She runs the site. She is a really smart businesswoman and I I hope that uh you know she really takes off with this because it was her idea to uh you know sell um 
uh, memorabilia, like anything mm-hmm. of these girls. She she reps the other girls. She, um, you know, just is a fan herself. And we no, became really good way, friends. Actually, we go out to lunch and stuff. She's she's amazing. Now, by the way, I, I did order the pink g-string. Um, let's see. Actually, wow. Actually, that smells very nice. Um, yes. <laughs> wow. I was going to ask what the name of the perfume was. I honestly well, don't perfume? know. It's, I don't <laughs> wear perfume. I, I don't wear perfume. I wear oils. I wear oils. Um, I wear cherry oil, pineapple oil. Um, I wear, uh, like, what is this? It's called, it's this, um, it's like this, uh, it's like this water, like rose water. Um, when I get out of the shower, uh, what other oils? I have like, I, I don't know. I get this, these things. It's so crazy. So I have this one oil that's called deadly attraction and it has all <laughs> these different scents in it. Yes. It has all these different scents in it. I wore it for New Year's in Tulum, and it was the only oil that I brought with me, and I ended up with three boyfriends during that trip, and it was all at the same time, and it was amazing. <laughs> yep, and uh, and they were like, they the during New Year's, when they were like surrounding me, they were like, what are you wearing? What is that smell? And I was like, <laughs> holy, I was like, holy shit, it's called Deadly Attraction. And they were like, oh! <laughs> but you know um it definitely it works it's something with the oils yeah so if you were online looking for the pink g-strings i actually now have them so um which sequins because I, want... I thought there were a couple is it like a hot pink with little sequin diamonds on it like little no, studs? You, you don't have sequin diamonds on it. it's just pink oh okay never mind um Hmm. But not like peach. It's like pink. Yeah, I, th- I think when I got it says pink. Um, it's the G-string pink G-string panties is what I got. Uh, but no, they don't. Oh, okay. what? You know what? Look at this a little bit more. Actually, hold on a second. Now that you mentioned that, let me look at the front a little bit more because I actually I didn't want to like you know like once you open something you don't want to like really ruin it when you take it out. Oh, now I'm gonna have to, yeah. now I'm actually gonna have to take this out and inspect it a little bit more. Uh, no, it does Very not have. Cool. It does not have any uh, glitter on it or anything. But um, okay, no. I think it's cute no. that uh, I think it's cute that people you know look at the panties and and want them for themselves because it is like the most intimate part of of you, <laughs> and that, and it's like you carry them. Like I'm watching. You know, I told you I love The Crown. I love the show The Crown, and mm-hmm. you know Prince. Charles had, like, Camilla, he was sleeping with Camilla's, like, um, lingerie under his pillow. Like, they highlighted that in the show, that he would do that. And I was like, that is so cute. Like, it's fucked up because of the situation, but it was so cute that, like, you know, guys do that. And I hope that there are, like, people around the world that have my panties under their pillow. (laughs) (laughs) Utopia, you can go and do that. So Yeah, fans Utopia, I'm check gonna, it out. <laughs> I have one other question, but I'm going to get to the rapid-fire segment because I wanted to ask these questions of you real quick. And, of course, these are just quick questions. Mm-hmm. 
so that the listener gets to know you a little better. Question one, what song is currently on your Spotify or iTunes playlist that you can't get enough of? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so funny enough, this is a Latin song, so, of course, I don't know the title of it, but I'm going to pull it up right now because <laughs> it's on repeat, and it is so – I it's fire. It is fire. It's called Chucky73. It's Bizarrap's Music Sessions, Volume 43. It's a single, and it's this music producer, Bizarrap. He does, like, these music sessions where – um, he it, he works with these these artists like these Latin artists that are up and comers and I mean they're just there's so many talented people in the world so that's definitely the song that I always it's just on repeat now and I don't even know what they're saying in it I don't even know I don't even speak Spanish <laughs> but it's, I love I love anything with them I just love good music you know. I'm going to actually get rid of number two because you did actually kind of answer that one earlier where it was named another actor's career that kind of inspired your career. But I am going to ask you, is, oh, there anything yeah. that your fans, is there anything your fans would be surprised that you like to do, such as any type of hobby? Um, I did notice recently you did several They know so much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe that would be something um, – you know, I I don't really. I they know everything about me. I uh, I do the tarot cards. Yes, I am getting really uh, rather good at that. I read three people yesterday, and one guy I he like started crying. So I guess I'm I'm getting good. <laughs> um, and then this other guy, I was like, don't tell me anything about your life before I read you. I can't know anything. And then I do it, and I start talking, and then they're like, whoa. <laughs> like, this is so dumb. I'm like, this, is, this can't be right. And now when I go to readers, I'm, I'm like, I don't even go to readers anymore. I'm like, this is all bullshit. I'm over it. <laughs> best piece of advice you've ever received? Uh, best piece of advice I've ever received. Um, oh, my God, that's actually great. Uh, oh, best piece of advice I've ever received was actually from, I keep stepping on Romeo's toy, was actually from an ex-boyfriend and uh, he's the only ex that I've remained friends with out of all of them. And he told me in passing, he probably didn't mean for it to resonate with me so much, but he told me there's always someone watching. And I was like, Mm. damn, that's deep. That's deep. Yes, there is. There is. And yeah, Three movies that everyone needs to watch at least one time. Well, 1917, after that whole, like, crying (laughs) after those credits. Definitely 1917, definitely Casablanca, and definitely um, Hot Rod. There you go. <laughs> Hot Rod, you gotta have that one in there. You need a you need a uh, funny uh, Andy Sandberg movie. He's so funny, and also <laughs> Danny McBride. Danny McBride, I adore. He is just the funniest guy, and um, yeah, I I love comedies. <laughs> What's one question that you're constantly asked? Are you Bella Thorne's sister, and are you going to do porn? <laughs> and those questions were not asked by me tonight, no. <laughs> no, I'm so, I'm 
<laughs> this whole interview has been a breath of fresh air. <laughs> it's not uh, even. It doesn't is, even feel like an interview. It feels like just a combo. It feels like just like I'm well, see, just a phone conversation. Well, see, and this is why I tell people. This is why I love doing what I do because these shows. I want it to feel that way. I don't want it to feel like. Uh, tell me where you were tonight on July 5th. You know, I, I don't want to do that. To <laughs> I want to feel like this is normal oh, conversation. Oh, July 5th. Yeah, no, I get yeah. it. I love it. Thank you. What's, what's the perfect start to your day? Meditation. And the perfect ending of my day is meditation. Definitely. <laughs> um, I, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big parallel shifter uh, frequencies, the four three two hertz, uh, the love frequency. Um, I'm into the whole, you know, like the healing tones and and you know, I just I love meditating so much that I I think that's also kind of why I'm able to be so comfortable around people is because uh, through meditation I really. Uh, found out that my body is not a prison and when I meditate in the morning I wake up and my day no matter what crazy dream I've had um, I'm able to have a little bit more uh, uh, I don't want to say control but it's almost like the opposite of control but it's like it's like that letting go and uh, you it's freeing it's very freeing and then at night um, meditating myself to sleep to the point of you know, parallel shifting and really uh, creating your desired reality. Like, I am all about that. All that inception stuff, I love it. I want to make sure that the folks know, and if you don't know, shame on you, of where you can find Kylie at on Instagram, where mm-hmm. she is quite active, <laughs> because I love I following her there. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Kylie, FKN. Thorn. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to make sure you that. <laughs> uh, you t- I was going to say, are you planning on going back to YouTube anytime? I, I loved what you did on so, YouTube. Oh, yeah. Have Thank you. I, okay. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely my agent um, who is helping me with my book. She really wants me to do a podcast. And I am thinking I. I, after, you know, talking with you and, um, I did dabble a little bit in my podcast on YouTube, but I was, I don't know if you remember, but I was like in that podcast, I think I had tequila in my yeah. coffee cup. Like I was like, so exactly. So I, um, I went through a huge transition since then and, uh, yeah, it would be a completely new rebranding and, and starting of that. So I, yeah, I'm definitely going to, you're, with KylieThornLive.com, you can, um, you can do, you know, uh, live streams with me, uh, kind of like this, but with the video one-on-one where, um, you know, it might not be an hour long, but it would, you know, you, it's, it's just another way to, you know, um, bring people into my reality. And I would actually love to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, my life is kind of just beginning here in Miami, but it's, mm-hmm. it's like this rock star life that I've always wanted, which is, um, you know, the whole party and chill, but also work and create movies and, and, you know, that's 
that's picking up and I love being on set and I, I would eventually love to have a small crew with me to document it. And, um, you know, I get into so many amazing uh, situationships and amazing things where it's like, it's not so much as like the, what is happening that's so groundbreaking. It's that what I do with it is more of a healing. I love just uh, uh, getting the most out of people. I, I always tell myself, like, I get people at their best. You know, I always, you know, um, get them at when I'm in a relationship with them or when I'm talking to them or when we have these beautiful moments together um, in Tulum or, or even with my sisters and stuff. It's like, I feel like I'm getting, I get people at their best and I would love to, uh, you know, have just more of an outlet, more of a platform, more access into my world. So whether that's a reality show or whether that's a documentary style series, whether that's a YouTube channel, something um, is definitely going to be fermenting for me. But um, I, you know, I, writing is like the main thing right now. So I feel like that is, it'll kind of all come together. And I think it's going to happen faster than I even expected. So right now I'm just trying to rest up and get ready for that because I know it's going to be a wild ride pretty soon. Like you caught me at a good time where I'm available, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's going to pick up really fast soon because um, I do have a lot of people trying to, create with me right now so it's pretty awesome i'm excited well when that podcast happens if you do need a co-host i am available (laughs) (laughs) amazing um yeah i was thinking it would be i mean the podcast is something that would be um yeah that's that would be uh that's just i don't even know if that's really going to happen there's it would definitely some sort of like reality show documentary style thing. Um, but yeah, I do. I would love to do a podcast where people, cause the live streams on Instagram are so easy and that's what's mm-hmm. awesome about it. Um, so if, if I can, uh, you know, have this a podcast where I can, you know, really talk to talk and just talk and vent, um, you know, it, it it would have to kind of uh, complement my life a little bit, you know, like I'm, I write like this novel and I write scripts and, and I do live. So I feel like that all together, like what more can I say? But I guess there's so much I can say. Like I never stopped <laughs> talking. There's always an outlet to have something to say. And, and hey, yeah. another way, uh, also OnlyFans at Kylie Thorne. It's where you can also mm-hmm. find her at. Hopefully she'll be back on Twitter at some point. <laughs> Hopefully. You know, I think with the podcast, what would happen is I would, it would be like an AA for people that don't want to go to AA because AA is a cult and I am a sober party girl. It is possible. You can definitely be around people that are on drugs and uh, not do them and, and you can definitely be around drunk people on Christmas and not drink. You know, you can definitely uh, be, you know, you can definitely do whatever you want. And um, I would love to maybe have people call in and and have it be like a, like a, like an AA, but not depressing. You know, when I, I went to one AA because this guy was like, you have to do it. You have to do it. 
And I was like, no, I don't because I'm not right. you, but fuck, if it'll make you fucking happy, I'll go. And so I went and I wanted to drink after that. That made me want to drink. Wow. I was like, I've never wanted a yeah. drink in this sobriety and it's time of sobriety. Except after this, I'm like, damn, I, I'm, I just kind of, maybe my life isn't that hard. Like, I was like, maybe, maybe I don't have it that bad after hearing what these guys are going through. <laughs> but no, it's not about that. It, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's just um, everyone, it's, some people might do shrooms and it affects them differently than, you know, how it affected me, you know, just like alcohol. Some people can drink, some people can't, you know, um, I'm scared to get hookah in my room because I think I'm just going to use that too and do it every second. Like I will, anything that's cool, I'm going to abuse it. <laughs> so when, when in doubt, it is best to not go that route. So <laughs> love that. Love that. that. <laughs> when in doubt, just don't do it. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't go around. See, that's that's Big Brother advice. See, this is the one. The, this is one of the good uh, points of being a Big Brother. So I, I will tell you, when in doubt, don't go. Around. So, but I, am, <laughs> but I am so 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 thankful that you were able to join me tonight because I, I know, like you said, you have a busy schedule. And I know that you have things that are going on and you didn't have to, even when I initially sent out an invite and said, Hey, you want to come on? You can be like, no, I was so <laughs> happy. No, I, that's, that's, I, yeah, of course. Um, it's, I'm, yeah, I'm really appreciative that you even like watch me and thank you. Like, this is such a great, uh, like way for people to, you know, actually have a conversation with us and, and yeah, like just any, any opportunity to talk about movies and, and acting and writing and the art of it. And I mean, mm-hmm. I just, I could talk forever, you know? Um, no, I'm well, really uh, uh, thankful well, that you hit me up. Yeah. I was going to say, I really want to talk a little bit more about that. And I was like, maybe perhaps if you have that time down the line, I'd love you to come back and we can talk about that yeah. as well. There's so much into it that Definitely. span another hour. So. Yeah, no, I I could talk movies forever. I love film. Um, I kind of want to go back to school for just film. I just want to any, I mean, just any excuse to study movies and watch movies all day. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm really happy that you hit me up and you're a friend for life now and. Uh, whenever I have projects to promote, when my book finally comes out, I'd love to talk about it on here with you. And, uh, yeah. you know, any questions you ever have, just email me. And and that way, you, you know, any rumors you hear, any gossip, I can always tell you the truth. You can dispel that right away for me. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, yeah. once, once I go live, because I know we jokingly said that, once I go to a, another, uh, we can do this on camera, we will definitely do that. And like yes, I said, always yes. here. Cool. Yes. All right. Well, can't wait to, uh, to uh, you know, promote this and put it on and tell people to tune in and listen to it because I had fun and you're amazing and it was really good vibes. So are you, and that, and that's why I was like, I felt like, you know, even when you go online, you go to Kyle, uh, Kylie's uh, Instagram page, you kind of feel like a certain connection. And uh, oh, this is everything. I love that. For, so I, yes. I love oh, my gosh. Thank, thank you. you. 
Yeah. So. Well, um, yeah, definitely big brother. You're awesome. <laughs> do I, I don't know if I have to change my last name to Thorne now. I mean, I could change it. So I could be with Arthur. I think, uh, I think you definitely need a Kylie Thorne something or other T-shirt. You need a Thorne necklace. <laughs> you need – you yeah. definitely got a – you're you're in the wolf pack now, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get the I'm I'm a thorn too. That's what. I'm gonna, that's what I'm yes, <laughs> yes. A thorn in my <laughs> side. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, please say hello to your wonderful family for me, and once again, thank I you will. so much for being on the show tonight. Kylie Thanks Thorne, for having everyone. me. You're awesome. Yes, you are so far, you're the best. Okay, cool. Yes. Um, we Kylie. will talk soon. I'm going to go yes, walk Romeo now. <laughs> yes. All right, Kylie. Have a good evening, and thank you so much again. Thank you so much. Okay, talk soon. Have a good night. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. So definitely go out, support Kylie Thorne. That was such an awesome show. And, of course, uh, you can catch this show not only here on Blog Talk Radio, but you can also get it as a podcast on Apple or on iHeartRadio. Uh, like I said, once again, special thanks to Kylie Thorne, uh, where she's on Instagram at Kylie FKN Thorne, on YouTube at Kylie Thorne, OnlyFans at Kylie Thorne, and then also her new webpage that is up at KylieThorneLive.com. So that will do it for this episode of the 411 Lounge. If you liked it, uh, thank you for listening. Tell a friend. I am LeVar Evans, and uh, – Reporting to you live tonight from Chicago, Uh, good night, stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the 411 Lounge. You can get all the latest show news on Twitter at newscommentbtr. And you can add us as a podcast on Apple. 